is uneducated. Did you make your cover art? I have not. Actually, I have. I kind of made it. Cool. Kind of, sort of. But um, I don't know. My phone is it's over there. But uh, I'll probably dabble with it. I think I'm gonna do a bunch of podcasts before I actually like. Good idea. Put it out. I'll probably do like four or five, and yeah. then I'll just actually so you're organized them. and then yeah. Yeah, because that's one of the things that I've definitely done that I don't like doing. Mm-hmm. Whether with whatever, whether it's like photography or film or whatever, I'll like make something and mm-hmm. I'll like plan on doing a series, but then I won't do the series right. because of whatever reason. And right. then I release the first one, and I'm and like, here like, comes bah. a series, and it's like, oh, yeah. never mind, it didn't yeah. come. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna try to make sure that I do a bunch now. Yeah, but that means cool. I gotta find the people right yeah this that was, won't be this hard. was a spontaneous yeah cool decision so yeah. we're going by the way oh sweet we just started awesome yeah well i'm stoked for you for this journey of podcasting yes welcome to the first podcast thank you i'm Introduce so honored uh, my name is riley uh like you i'm kind of dabble between all the titles so i teach yoga i'm a writer i have my own freelance marketing business as well as just kind of all the things, a lot of hobbies, um, a lot of, I do a lot of healing work and yeah, I live on the island right now and it's beautiful and I've learned a lot about just like cultivating my lifestyle to be conducive to what I like to do. Just whatever comes your way, hey? Yeah, I really like to live in the flow. I like to try to always bring myself back to the flow mm-hmm. and sometimes the flow not too structured not too structured but just enough structure that there's that container to yeah. kind of hold me if i don't have enough structure i'm a little too loose yeah so just enough structure and that's just come from life experience of yeah. knowing when i don't have the yeah. structure i'm yeah. a little all over the place i've gone down the all flow <laughs> path a few times and it's like it's fun and like you get some stuff done but yeah not much no, <laughs> not much and you just get distracted way easier and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah structure is definitely a little a little bit nice to have for sure the all flow i think has come with a lot of traveling i've gone on yeah three traveling breeds the all flow oh it's all flow yeah i've gone on three seven month long trips and seven my, months at a time yeah that's a long time and my last trip was um well i went to costa rica for a month this year but oh, cool. my last long trip was i did the trans-mongolian railway that's sweet it was sweet. that's like that's like one of those things definitely now because traveling is so popular like yeah. not many people do that oh nope like, no was, no one the, does it <laughs> <laughs> only white person on the train what was Seriously. the what was the route um from... so i started my trip in amsterdam actually visiting some friends yeah i started my trip visiting friends in amsterdam and then i visited some friends in copenhagen and sweden just people i'd met on my last trip yeah and then i met my brother in moscow russia okay. and we russia. spent yeah I, yeah i guess you have to. yeah so we spent five days in Moscow, which was super cool. And also I'd never experienced culture shock like that in my life. Isn't Russia really hard to get into? Um, yeah. The visa process was such a headache. I think the visa was like $300 or 300 like US dollars. It was something just crazy to just to get in. And it was very... Um, For we a had Canadian, to... that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Usually our yeah. visas aren't too bad. Yeah. It was pretty intense. Um but Does anything crazy happen in Russia? I mean, I feel um, like, literally, I just feel like when you go to like Russia, is such a stereotypical place for crazy shit to happen. Crazy shit did happen. Well, first of all, we arrived and we were just 
I know my brother and I've traveled quite a bit growing yeah. up and like just in our adult years and my dad has a tourism marketing company so he travels for a oh, living yeah, yeah so he always got so many air mile points growing up mm. so we were lucky enough to be able to go That's travel awesome. quite a bit yeah um but within a few first few hours of arriving in moscow him and i were both like wow this is this place is intense like not many smiles or like yeah. you know for a canadian how do they treat there, tourists um pretty nice like they like they're really nice people yeah we met some really nice russian people it's just like sure. the culture's a little more staunch it's very um cold and conservative mm. So, anyways, yeah, not we, too many creatives just bouncing around. No, yeah. <laughs> we actually stayed at this really cool hostel, which was more of a creative, yeah, vibe. I'm sure it's the there staff. in like, I'm sure it's there in like pods. Yeah, I bet there's like because of that, because it's not really as accepted widely. I bet there's like groups of just insanely creative people. Totally, yeah, totally. But we kind of huddled together for sure. Within it's gotta be because the there's creative first... people everywhere, no matter the culture. Right? Oh yeah, totally. Within the first. Um, few hours of us boarding the Trans-Mongolian Railway, which for people who don't know, it's a train from Moscow to Beijing. And you go through train. Siberia, through Mongolia, and then you end in Beijing. And you get off at a bunch of stops on the way. So you can take, like, some people take, like, six months doing it. We yeah. only took, like, three and a half weeks to do it. Um, Still a long time on a train. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the first few hours on the train, literally, like, the most stereotypical thing happened. It was, like... First of all, our roommate um, had gold teeth, and <laughs> <laughs> like a like a rapper, yeah, like a grill, like a Russian yeah. grill, yeah. <laughs> and so there's four people to each room. We were in second class. There's third class, second class, and first class. And we were kind of like, let's treat ourselves in second class, even though it's like not nice. But yeah. we were, it, it was just a long journey, so we're like, let's do second class. Yeah. So yeah, that was our roommate. We named him Goldie. He didn't speak any English. We communicated. Yes, yeah. we communicated via Google Translate. No one spoke <laughs> English. <laughs> Which that? like I don't know what I was expecting. I'd just been traveling in places that were more. Um, Everywhere speaks English. Or just more popular for tourists, right? Yeah. Like people actually take this train through Russia. Like actually to actually transport, to travel. not just yeah. for tourism. No, yeah. no, it's all it's yeah. all local people. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Is like a person uh, a person who speaks English when you go somewhere who doesn't or where doesn't speak English. Yeah. Where they that was a weird jumble of words. Go somewhere <laughs> yeah. where they don't speak English. Yeah. It's shocking because like most places do. Totally. It's like the one language that if you can't speak English, traveling's really hard. It's also a pretty like ignorant thing though, it's so to, ignorant. to think We're that the, like we this... can speak our language anywhere. It was it was really humbling. I actually really yeah. liked that experience because it made me a grateful to yeah. live somewhere where I can freely speak and be just um, more aware that not everyone knows our it's language. Just us. Like it's, it's North America, yeah. Australia, and maybe i would say like britain the uk are the only places that like that i've experienced that only speak one language yeah predominantly Predominantly. across the board right totally ever like i have i have friends in scandinavia they all speak like five languages yeah it's crazy yeah it is crazy and it's just weird that that's because you don't need to here yeah like when was the last even french our second language like when was the last time you ever needed french yeah i was in french immersion but i never um like yeah. I never use it, so I don't really know it. Anyways, it's, back to the train. Yes. So within like two hours of being on the train, our neighbor, 
got he was about 70 years old got kicked off the train butt naked because he was too drunk (laughs) why was he naked (laughs) on russian vodka um unsure unsure why he was naked probably why he got kicked off kicked off the train (laughs) he was actually really really sad and also like oh my god where are we This is day one. This is day one. Max and I like went to the little like weird, bizarre little cafeteria and had a beer. We were just like, oh wow, this gold, is quite a trip. Gold teeth and old naked men. Oh my god. So good. But yes, yeah, so we went. first impression of Russia. Totally. We went through Russia and then stayed in Mongolia for a week and a bit, which was crazy and like my favorite country I've ever visited. It was, well, one of them, but it was the most... Um, yeah, Mongolia's raw, another one that not many people go to. No, I don't know anyone who's been. It was really authentic and raw and just incredible. Like, mm. we stayed with uh, a nomadic family, and this wasn't like a tourist thing. Like, we met a guy on Airbnb who just happened to have a family who lived in these no- nomadic gurs, they call them, which are like yurts, 300k uh-huh. outside of Ulaanbaatar, which is the city there. Um, and like the biggest city there and we were just staying in this gur in the mid like nothing was around like as far as you could see nothing was around the stars were incredible they would there was just sheep everywhere and wild horses and like it was just unbelievable something yeah. out of a movie like I, we couldn't believe we were there it was it was insane i, I look at the photo i was actually like going down memory lane last night and looking oh, at really? photos, <laughs> i was like oh my god that is so cool yeah that's pretty crazy that's cool when you can look back at stuff like that yeah stuff that not many people have done yeah totally huh. and then yeah the train ended in uh beijing but it was the golden week festival which is the um it's like the one week of the year that all chinese people have uh, like it's their holiday week so oh, everyone's, everyone's traveling whoa so just imagine be beijing already so populated but everyone's just doing through golden week <laughs> whoa so you're there for a few days we're like okay this might be a bit of a nightmare so it's like is like everything shut down or no everything is just crazy busy packed but everyone's like this traveling. like are like lots of stores and stuff shut down because people no, take... everyone's oh like... so it's like government it's like a government week off maybe yeah i'm not really sure but huh. the stores were still open and stuff like some of the streets were shut down for like people to walk and like it was just mm. this really really That's crazy wild yeah definitely when there's like a billion people <laughs> yeah. not not in beijing but in yeah. How many people are in Beijing? I'm not sure. Actually, That'd be crazy. Though, but it was yeah, it was so so busy, but cool nonetheless. And yeah. then and then yeah, we continued on, did a motorbiking trip from um, northern Vietnam to the Chinese border, like a loop, which was amazing. Staying cool. homestays, and then uh, my brother went to Thailand, and I went to India, where I was for four months, and that was also like just incredible damn yeah that's like a real trip and then sri lanka <laughs> and i was in sri lanka for five weeks and then oh, cool. oman and the uae oman oman damn you jumped to like some weird countries <laughs> i know that's not like the the regular <laughs> thailand vietnam cambodia no loop. crazy oman where oman. is oman that's oman one of the countries is that I above yemen of. um oh. it's in the middle east yeah it's that's pretty scary. pretty um how was that it was really, really beautiful. Were you scared? Um, like, just, I, I don't like stereotypical. No, totally. I've never been there, but. Well, the energy was very different there. So, yeah. like, traveling. So, first of all, I was in India by myself, but I 
my parents met me in Sri Lanka for Christmas, and okay. then we went to Oman together. Okay, cool. So I wasn't by myself in Oman. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't go by myself. Yeah. Um, the I'm energy is very so. different. So in India, like as a woman, like a tourist, yeah. you definitely like get stared at a little bit. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's. It, I had great experiences there. Yeah. In Oman, I just felt a little bit. Um, I just felt a little bit uncomfortable, not because it's just for example I'd be wearing like a floral like a maxi skirt so like a long skirt and like a long sleeve it's like 30 degrees out and I had a scarf like around my head and I still felt like you weren't covered enough yeah damn that's (laughs) crazy because the the women there that's the place where they're completely covered right yeah like slits for the eyes um some people have slits for the eyes some people have their face shown but everyone wears a burqa yeah it's crazy how that's like all the hottest places seems like that's where those cultures live i know i wonder because like i've heard that it's a benefit it actually helps you cool off if you're not like in the direct sun i think but then you're also i think that's not true you're also in a bit of a furnace because you're just like heating up such a furnace we went to a mosque and my brother and my dad were wearing jeans and a t-shirt just like no problem they could walk in yeah my mom and me we were wearing like fully covered and it was we still had to rent a burqa that's a so full weird. burqa where just our faces were showing that's to, so crazy that that culture still in. exists it's so it's yeah it's very rooted in patriarchy and it made me a bit uncomfortable it's a little and weird i definitely good for you for going there though like not many people would want to go there because of that yeah i mean my dad has He's just such a... My dad is like a child. Like, he has a child's curious mind. That's cool. He just loves to go to random places. He loves traveling. He influenced me and my brother so much. And he, like, his whole life, he's traveled and gone different places. And the Middle East is always somewhere he wanted to go. Mm. So, um, on his birthday is on January 1st. So, he wanted his birthday to be super special. So we went into the, the Wahhabi Sands Desert in Oman, which is like super far out in Oman, like total desert. And we stayed in these like little huts and there we had this traditional like Omani dinner on New Year's Eve and there was like dancing and it was it was so hmm, cool. That's cool. Yeah, and I, I see um, just how lit up he is in these countries and it's yeah. really inspiring to it's like me. a little kid like he's, a he's like a little Christmas. kid it's yeah. crazy okay so That's sweet. today this morning he got this package that arrived at the door and it was from air canada and he hit 100 mile 100 1 million mile club or some i don't know some, yeah. something for Air Canada because he's traveled so much yeah. for his work where they like recognize you're at the like highest yeah like, so you've been around. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like yeah. wow, you've traveled the world. And yeah. they send him. That's this, cool. They acknowledge that. Yeah, they sent him this box, this like beautiful black box with the with the Air Canada logo, and he's like freaking out. He's like, oh my god, he's opening it, and there's like a plaque with his name being like what? John Webster, hundred mile or hundred, one million mile club, whatever yeah. the thing is, a little plaque Crazy. and like an airplane. And literally, That's so cool. he's like a five-year-old. He's like, this is incredible. That would be the coolest present ever, though. It is pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. the world recognizing how badass you are at traveling. I, I 
I know. Totally. That's so crazy. So he's been traveling just his whole life. Yeah. So, like. well, my, my family is very travel-minded. So my... Yeah. Um, Which is awesome. My grandpa, my, my granddad, he grew up in... He was born in Chile, mm. grew up in Bolivia, and then he went to boarding school in Chile until he was 16. And then um, his family immigrated from Chile to Vancouver. And my granddad, just from growing up there... He was obviously like fluent in Spanish and just had um, such a different upbringing. So eventually when my granddad had kids, like they just adopted that kind of um, mentality. So everyone in my family has like really values travel and I was always encouraged um, to take time off after high school. Like my parents never put pressure on me to go to university they were always nice. like take as much time as you need like yeah. go see the world do what you want to do That's home awesome. is always here for you yeah so i i feel really lucky in that sense because i don't think i think if i grew up in a family who wasn't as interested in travel or if it wasn't part of our life of our lives i think i would be probably pretty nervous to you know step outside of that it's weird when you kind of have to step into it on your own yeah yeah Yeah. i think that would be like for me it kind of came naturally but i think that would be pretty challenging yeah you know that's cool though it's Uh really cool to have definitely a family and parents that like encourage that Mm -hmm. totally totally so yeah definitely sets you up a little bit differently yeah mentality towards everything for sure for sure it's helped me be more adaptable And also, though, I'm realizing kind of like what we spoke about last week was that travel has been so valuable and nourishing for me, but I'm at a different point now where I see the value in exploring um, a kind of closer to home. Like we have the most incredible backyard and we always explore other places before we explore our own backyard. So that's one thing I've realized like in the last couple years, but something I'm really trying to actually like implement now Mm -hmm. is exploring where we live. Yeah, for some reason things are always more fascinating when they're far away yeah like why for whatever reason yeah. <laughs> it's stupid <laughs> yeah it we is, live in bc it is, yeah i mean we do live in that's one thing I, I always talk about with my buddy um my buddy dion we're always like we we literally live in probably one of the coolest places on the planet yeah and we just it's everything is within like two hours away yeah exactly like, it's crazy exactly it's, it's weird it's it kind of it's almost weird to live in a place like this because then when you do go to other places mm. it makes them seem less Amazing is what mm-hmm. I found because I remember For when sure. I when I lived in um, outside of Edmonton, Alberta, mm-hmm. and I went traveling. Everything was like holy shit. Mm-hmm. When I go from then when I moved to Vancouver Island, and then I went traveling after that, I'm like, yeah, the island's cooler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. So it's kind of it's weird to live in a place like this because yeah. you, you kind of forget it's a it is like a hot spot for tourists. Yeah, it is totally, and it it takes a level of going away to realize that. Yeah, right? and every time yeah every time I've come back, I'm like damn this place yeah. is cool yeah yeah you and don't have that type of adventure freedom anywhere totally. else in the world totally yeah. and i'm also at a point where i'm more interested in exploring um not even so much places but like opportunities like i yeah. feel like i'm in career mode right now yeah. where i'm like really cultivating connections and just trying to step into just a different level of myself yeah. and like where I'm at. Well, that'll open up more opportunities for places too, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's one thing that I've definitely figured out. It's like I was, I wanted to like 
figure everything out while I was traveling. But mm-hmm. then after a while, I was like, okay, well, if I just like sit mm-hmm. and figure out my shit and mm-hmm. get everything down on paper that I want to do and try to make contacts and build myself up and build yeah. new skills and everything, that will let me travel more in the future. Yeah. And it's just like sacrificing that year. Like that was that was my goal when I came back was I wanted to do a year of just Canada. Like I'm cool. not leaving Canada yeah. for a year. Yeah. Um, which was like scary at the point because yeah. I've been, I think... At that point, I'd been in Canada for maybe like three or four months or mm-hmm. maybe longer now, like six months of the past like three years. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to sit and I'm going to figure out yeah. everything. I'm going to figure scary. out my mental health. I'm going to figure out yeah. my what I want to do for a job and how I want to live and mm-hmm. my lifestyle and everything mm-hmm. like that. And like after a while, it's kind of like, okay, this is going to set me up to travel more in the future because totally. I actually have like a reason to travel. And that's when it feels rewarding is when yeah. you have a reason, when you have a purpose. I don't want to float around as a tourist. Yeah, it that's feels... why I stopped. I was like, I'm, um, I remember I was sitting, I was sitting in Australia. It was one of those moments. It was like, I remember the moment I yeah. had this thought. I'm like, I'm like, why am I here? Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing anything anymore. I'm literally just like sitting in Australia because I can, yeah. which is sweet. Yeah. Like, which is awesome. Totally. And I definitely think that's like not something that's negative. But when yeah. I was also in a mindset that I'm like trying to improve yeah. whatever of, yeah. of what I wanted to do, it was kind of like, I'm just not really like going after anything. I'm just yeah. doing cool stuff because it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. that, that kind of, it ran dry. It wasn't interesting anymore. And I don't think, like, I think that's growth, though. Right? Yeah. It's, like, like, the difference between, like, the first time I landed somewhere different in a plane. I was just stoked yeah, to be there. And exactly. It, and then it kind of, yeah, it got old. <laughs> yeah, real life, in a way, sets in. And, like, I think it's a huge growing opportunity when you get to that place when you're, like, you know what? I don't want to just float around and party and yeah. make an negative impact environmentally yeah, yeah like, that's that's the why uh, am i here so that now, was a big one yeah, yeah it's like traveling... i shouldn't be just like kind of leaving a trail along the way right yeah exactly like my traveling now i want it to be more intentional yeah so, definitely or even yeah just more intentional more purposeful i don't get as excited to just fly somewhere and walk around a city I'm the opposite and sightsee now. i hate sightseeing i, hate sightseeing. It's I don't horrible. i like i almost don't ex- sometimes i feel like i don't experience places to the full whatever mm. to the full aspect of a tourist because like i don't like just going somewhere to look at something no like i don't like i can I don't look like up it. a photo of it exactly like that's that's where i'm like if you're gonna travel i mean obviously some people love sightseeing yeah but like for me personally like if i want to travel i'd rather go somewhere for like two weeks mm-hmm. and spend a ton of money to do some crazy thing than yeah. to spread my money out over yeah six months yeah. in somewhere kind of like cool just to go look at the ocean every day right exactly. like I'm, I'm more more like expedition mindset totally than just like let's That's go cool. let's go flow around yeah, yeah i like that i also used to associate it's harder though, obviously for sure yeah i used to associate how long i was away with like yeah. how adventurous i was yeah. <laughs> yeah so i had this i had this weird thing about seven months because my first trip was seven months uh, my second trip was seven months and then my third trip you can't get less badass at, at, <laughs> my third trip was at five months i was like i want to go home but i was like no, no i can't i have to reach seven months i don't know why that's so ridiculous no that's true once you once you start and once you kind of get going it becomes like a goal and yeah. you have to get it or you feel bad yeah it's like 
it's like finishing school. Like yeah. you were talking about in yeah. your podcast, how it's yeah. like you just feel like you need to do it because yeah. you said you would. And I know. You do. I know. But it's stupid. It is so stupid. So I actually came home. It was like six and a half months. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. It's like, fuck it. <laughs> and I, I was doing shy. like weird things to stretch my money out. Like I was yeah. volunteering at this place in India where I was supposed to be part of this like, um, it's called Oroville, which is, it's, it's like a cash free community in Southern oh, India. Oh, I've heard of that. So I went there. It's like all done like through exchanges. Yes. Um, however, it's like so, um, I had a weird time there. It was so, um, there's such hierarchy and it was like, oh. you had to be there for a certain amount of time to be able to do this and this and this, which fair enough. Yeah. Um, but the, I'd been in other places in India where the vibes were so community and, um, like a sense of togetherness. Yeah. Whereas there it, it felt there was just a weird energy there. Anyway, it was, wasn't community based. It didn't feel good. Oh, I don't know how to describe that's it. That's weird because people usually think that it would be better. Right? Yeah, yeah. It didn't feel good at all. I was like, there's something off about this place, but yeah. maybe that's my experience. But I was supposed to be teaching yoga and making food at this, like one of the um, houses there. And <laughs> I arrived and it was the weirdest experience like everyone was sleeping on the ground in this like one big open room which whatever i've slept in some weird situations but it was kind of like okay and then they ended up shipping us to this elementary school like two hours away um to literally do construction to build this um meditation center for the kids which is cool but just not what i signed up for <laughs> but i was like all right um i'm just gonna go with it for now there was a couple nice people so it's like all right we'll just go with it and literally i was doing construction like i had a hammer for, <laughs> for two weeks me constru- constructing constructing meditation <laughs> and then at a certain point i was like Okay, I gotta go. I'm I'm over that. I'm over it. That's weird. Is, it is was it... cool though. the The school was very cool. The yeah. kids were so lovely, and it was um, the schooling was different. It was all taught through play, and um, it was a different kind of education that was taught there. Yeah. And we met the principals and the teachers, and they like taught us how to cook Indian food. And yeah. It was really cool in that how sense. They, how do they establish that? Like, how do they establish a place without money? Um, like, do they have to pay taxes? I don't well, know how it was works, but it like... was for kids. So the kids paid to be there. Like it wasn't a private school. It was like for um, oh, okay. It was like a middle class kind of school there. Okay. Um, I don't know about like taxes and stuff, but it was. So a... that must have paid for the community. Yeah. To like live. <laughs> yeah. Well, this wasn't part of or- Oroville. This oh, okay. was, I thought I was going to Oroville and oh, then they, oh, they shipped us Oh, off. it was outside. I didn't get that. <laughs> That's kind of weird. <laughs> That's why it was like. You go to live somewhere and they just like push you away. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> We're just going to use you as a slave for a couple weeks. Yeah. Super weird. But I met, I met really nice people. This like 40 year old Italian woman was just like my best friend. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <And> <laughs> had some cool experiences there for sure. And yeah, India definitely taught me that like. Um, making plans is kind of uh, hilarious because they never work out there like yeah and everyone just goes with the flow yeah so that was a really good takeaway yeah for yeah sure. that's weird I've definitely I definitely learned that too like island time even that yeah. happens here a little bit yeah but uh yeah I remember in um I think it was in Thailand most of all I lived on an island for 
like couple weeks and it was island time it was like you got your stuff done everyone did their whatever they needed to do but it was not like like we're doing this now no it's hustle like, it's like yeah this will happen like it'll happen at some point i'll get yeah. food at some point or like and yeah. everyone's like that even kind of like the higher end and the hierarchy just kind of function on like yeah whatever is gonna happen today is gonna happen and it'll yeah. all work out yeah i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why we're so obsessed with productivity like i get it um when you're productive you can do more in a short amount of time like maximize your day yeah. for sure but we're like so our our worth is so equated with how productive we are. I think it's just the culture. It's just silly. it's like impressive. It's kind of a virtue thing, right? Yeah. It's like if you can if you can prove that you're super busy all the time doing things, yeah. even if they're not things that you want to be doing, people are like impressed by it. It's like, wow, yeah. this person is so high strung and they're so active and they're so Yeah. But yeah, it's weird. It's just culture. Yeah. Because then, yeah, if you go somewhere else and did that, like if you did that in somewhere like India or mm-hmm. on, in somewhere that functions on like kind of the island time mentality, mm-hmm. people are like, slow down. Like, what are you doing? Totally. <laughs> like, yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely a here thing. I know. I'm just not really like interested in being, um, I want to be more gentle on myself with that. Yeah. Like with not feeling, like when I... I'll notice if I'm having a moment where I'm like lonely or kind of down, I'll literally just kind of like reach out to people and like put things into my schedule. Yeah. Like, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> good. Good. This is all set up. Like, I don't I have a minute better. left today and I feel awesome about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you, what are you avoiding in yeah. that, that busyness? I think, I think it's the, it's just like the misunderstanding of what like productivity is. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't necessarily have to be going all the time to be productive. Like one of the, yeah. um, one of my kind of favorite quotes slash sayings I heard from this one guy, his name is Naval. Um, he's a big like uh, investor and businessman, but he's also very, very invested into his mental health. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not like, it's it's weird how he presents himself because he presents himself as a businessman. But if you really read into him, he's like all about happiness. He's all about cool. like finding contentness in all of his, is that a word? Contentness? contentedness contentness sure it is now contentness he finds his contentness just like with throughout his life while being super productive and one of the things he says is that um we have to work like lions not like machines and most people Mm. work like machines and what he means is basically that you should work in like sprints like when you get creativity uh like a drive for creativity or you're inspired you should work really really hard but then take a break, like, yeah. like a lion, right? Like yeah, they're up, they're right. hunting, but then they sleep like 20 hours a day. Right. Obviously, don't sleep 20 hours a day. <laughs> but like just that that mentality that like when you're going, go really, yeah. really hard. But yeah. when you don't feel like going, you can take a break. Yeah. Because that'll set you up for the more productivity when you are ready to go and you're totally. up and at them. And it's, yeah. And Which I, think- I found helps a lot. Because sure. I used to try to operate like a machine where I was like, yeah. I have to be productive every minute of the day. Yeah. And I just noticed that when I compared the two types of doing work, mm-hmm. I got more done when I chilled out more mm-hmm. because I was more in the mindset and more in the mood to do things when I would, when you ha- do after it. I've taken a break and totally. after I've kind of like done whatever I needed to do to chill out. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, especially for creative people, we need mental space. Like yeah. if I you can't be always you can't be you can't on, be creative on demand. No, you and can't. you need it sucks. <laughs> you need that yeah. like breathing room. Like yeah. this summer, I've been working a lot less than I normally would because mm. I've just felt like I've needed to like kind of recalibrate and yeah. also just 
just have room to think and have ideas and just kind of play in that yeah. space and not be so um, under time restrict under time restriction. Like even when I read back on like some of the things I wrote in like February or March yeah. when I was super like go go go. Yeah. Um, the quality is different. Like you can hear the tone and the my voice in the writing is different than right now. And yeah. like that's always going to be like that. There's always going to be those like ebbs of flows of doing and then resting and doing and resting. Yeah. But I think when you have the call to have that space to rest, you need to listen to that because I think that's not even just your nervous system being like, "Okay, I need to like calm down for a while. I need to just chill for a while." I think yeah. it's also your soul being like listen listen to me like i need i need time and space and and just breathing room yeah yeah it's weird because i I definitely i agree with all that but then at the same time i find myself always wanting to like push through i'm like if i don't feel like doing something that's the time to do something it's like training yourself to be productive when you don't want to be productive so if the time comes that you ever need to be you're like used to that you can put yourself into that work mode for sure it's just kind of like figuring out what actually needs to be done and yeah. like the important things totally. and setting yourself up so you can live that way too right because i feel like a lot of people they believe in everything you just said like mm. yeah you should relax you said mm. should have that chill time but they have so much stuff that they need like three jobs to totally. pay for all of it there's definitely a balance there yeah. and lately like i haven't had as much work which has just felt like um instead of hustling for more right now yeah. i feel like i'm enjoying the space mm-hmm. and still in the back of my mind yeah that's what i've like, been doing oh here God. too yeah. Yeah. yeah like i've like but i feel like i've been able to do that because i put myself in the situation that i can just like yeah not really worry about work because money's yeah. not that important right now because exactly. i'm living basically for free yeah through the work i'm doing and just True. and so i don't have to worry about like i need a job i need a job I yeah need a job right it's yeah. just kind of like i can let myself have a creative space and that way i can come up with the best possible things i can instead of having like two hours between making money and going to sleep (laughs) and i can that i can think about things i need to do but yeah yeah. for sure so um i don't know if you've read the book by stephen pressfield um the war of art have you read that okay i'll lend it to you sounds interesting it's really good and it talks about yeah he talks about um just how if there's like one thing you're going to get done in the day it's to overcome resistance mm. because res- it, the pain of not doing is worse than the pain of doing yeah so that's where yes. um i feel like even if i have that creative space there's some things i just resist for example my car is a fucking disaster right now <laughs> and i've been resisting cleaning it for so long because yeah. i don't know why it's self-sabotage yeah so even if you're not working it's like where are you resisting that you know is gonna get you know once you do that is gonna make you feel better once i clean my yeah. car i'm gonna be driving around feeling awesome yeah but it's stressing me out so i'm so resistant yeah. so today i'm cleaning my car that's kind of the opposite of that though right because like i feel like when people think of relaxing they think of like sitting on a couch mm-hmm. it's like relaxing can still be doing something just do something like menial like mm-hmm. clean your house or like mm-hmm. clean your car yeah right and like i've started to practice that a lot like i when i'm like when i take a break from working I'm like doing things. Mm-hmm. I'm making sure that a break for me is like doing the dishes or like sweeping because mm-hmm. it's not something that I need to think. Mm-hmm. It's so non-muscular yeah. <laughs> activating that it yeah. just kind of like yeah. you're still relaxing, but you're still moving and getting stuff done. And I think that's something that's like really made me feel more productive when I am taking breaks. Right. Yeah. But even it's like still that bottom line of why do we need to feel productive? 
Like why yeah. why is sitting on the couch? The world goes round. <laughs> but why is sitting on the couch not doing something? Just being. Why is that not yeah. valued? Ooh, that's you know what I mean? Into some philosophy. Right or there. or why why is like why do I feel guilty if I'm not doing anything? Like I why isn't just... being enough though? Can't we just for most be? people no? I mean like I'm, I agree. It's that's that's such a hard topic, and I, I think it's like. People like people associate themselves with the productivity because the productivity brings results. So like when you yeah. have results, you identify with that, right? Like when people ask you what you've done or like what are your accomplishments, mm-hmm. you don't think, oh well, I'm really good at being. You yeah. think I'm really good at this because I did this and I've done this and I've done that. Feeding our egos. Yeah, exactly. So people associate their worth with things they've done because that's how you represent yourself to other people like a resume Mm -hmm. i hate resumes Mm -hmm. it's literally like how close can i come to the per the most perfect person on a piece of paper yeah right it's like how can i line up all the good things i've done leave out all the resumes are a lie resumes are like here's my highlights i'm not Mm going to show you any of my bad stuff but i feel like that's how people live too like every day when you go into public it's like a it's like a real life resume Mm -hmm. and like that's why you feel like you always need to be productive right because you don't want your resume to say i was being myself right that doesn't impress people so it's still though at the end of the day productivity equals self-worth Yes, and exactly. Yeah, I like that was just a really ex- yeah no expanded I, way of totally. saying that. Yeah. I, I feel like I get that, and I am that, and I'm still like I love to feel productive, but yeah. I also have no interest in like. Um, I have more interest in unraveling, like in yeah. in literally taking downtime and just calming my nervous system and being yeah. in nature and doing things that aren't productive but like feed my soul like Mm -hmm. if you think about nourishment you make a healthy meal for your body but like what about nourishment in the content you're consuming and the um the way you're just living day to day or like the the words you're speaking like Mm -hmm. what where's that nourishment coming from and that's not necessarily something anything related to productivity but i think i think that's like the the foundation for happiness but we're so caught up in the productivity that we can't see. Like yeah. we see that, we see that stuff and we're like, Ooh, that would be nice, but I'm too yeah. busy. Being productive for yourself. I think yeah. more than being yeah, productive exactly. for others. Right? And I exactly. think that's, that's the trap a lot of people are in or like they, yeah. they feel like they're, and I feel like that's a reason that people kind of associate being productive as a negative thing in terms of like, I, I don't want to do that because it's going to take a lot of work because mm-hmm. it's pretty rare that you do things that are productive purely for yourself, mm-hmm. like for your goals or for your happiness or whatever. Right. And those are the ones that really feel good because you're, yeah. I mean, in a weird way, you're being selfish, but being selfish is important to make sure that you are happy and make totally. sure that you can be productive for yourself. But yeah, it's, I pers- personally, I'm like, I can say I'm addicted to productivity. Yeah. But, and that's not a bad thing. That's where I, you're at. Yeah. Right but now. I try to make sure that I don't like project that. Yeah. I try to make sure that people, not that I'm like trying to hide that. Like I don't really, I, I say to people like I'm 
hate not being productive. Mm -hmm. But like I, I'm not like being productive to put that on my resume. Totally. I'm being productive because like I want to always be doing things. I want to be learning things. I want to yeah. be experiencing things. Yeah, totally. And that's what kind of like to me makes life fun. Yeah, and for sure. Makes I agree. You, yeah. So, and in your 20s, we're in the period of striving. You're in the do phase. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> we're striving. Yeah. Like, I want to strive. And yeah. I want to also make sure that I am taking care of myself. But I'm still like, I feel the most driven I've ever felt yeah. right now. Yeah, and you want to use that. Yeah, yeah, and like leverage that. And we have energy and we have drive right now. And we have ambition. So like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that productivity. I think no. just like making sure we still create that space to take care of ourselves and come back to the feeling that like even just being is yeah. enough yeah yeah that's a tough one mm -hmm. Hmm. i think it comes with just getting quiet and um i'm pretty in and out with my meditation practice but like just creating mindfulness around anything you're doing so yeah. like whether that's mindful movement like yoga or like running can be mindful yeah. or just running is my meditation yeah me 100%. too and me like too. working out and i think I think that's something that's really hard with um, kind of projecting the importance of mental health onto people is usually when you associate or when you hear mental health, you associate it with like a person sitting on a pillow with their thumbs touching their fingers <laughs> saying, oh, I'm right. Like it's just it's just something that that's commonly what it's associated with. But you don't need to be a yogi or no. a meditator to strive for that totally. peace and calming right it's like whatever works for you it's like whatever puts you in that headspace that you're not really thinking about anything else but what's going on in the moment and like yeah for me that's running for me that's like putting my body in an uncomfortable space so everything mm -hmm. else is out of my mind because yeah. I just, i'm just Focus focusing on, on going it. and keeping on repeat totally. and step 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 totally. and for me sitting on the ground with my legs yeah. crossed yeah and saying om is yeah. really hard yeah it's so hard for me and it's yeah. something that i would definitely want to practice at because i yeah. can't just sit yet yeah. and just let my mind be clear well so the thing is too with meditation it's not about not thinking it's yeah. just about watching your thoughts mm. so it's about just like literally if you think about taking two steps back from each thoughts thought and just seeing it pass yeah and not attaching it yeah, so i listened to a uh, um I was listening to Alan Watts mm -hmm. and he was talking about meditation and how it's like derived from Zen. Mm -hmm. And he's one of the things that I kind of remember what I'm saying is that he said the act of meditation already disturbs meditation. Like if you go into meditation with the attempt of meditating, yeah. you're already doing it wrong. Right. Because the point of it, the point of Zen, the point of meditation is to do nothing. Mm -hmm. So sitting down. Just watching. Just, you just like, just, you can meditate wherever. Yeah. Right. You just, it's not, you can't go into it trying to meditate because it won't yeah. work. He said it's like trying to sleep. It's like you can't try exactly. to sleep. You can't make yourself sleep. You just kind of sit there and wait. Yeah. So it's weird to say when we're trying to go to sleep because we actually have no power over it. Totally. It's the same thing with meditation, which is really interesting. Totally. I probably butchered that description. No, that was great. But it was, it was like... And it's like, yeah, it's like I, watching a movie and knowing you're watching the movie. Yeah. You don't think about watching... You know, like when you're watching a movie, you don't go, I have to watch this movie I am to watching this movie. Yeah, it's no, it like, just happens. Right? Yeah. So it's like being able to... And also, if you're sitting down and you're, um, you know, watching your thoughts, every time that you get 
enthralled in a thought and kind of go into its story every yeah. single time you bring yourself back to your breath or back to your body you're you're meditating you know what i yeah. mean every time you come back even if you're driving yeah. and you're zoned out or something every time yeah, you, you come back yeah. to oh okay i'm breathing right now or yeah. oh okay like my hands are here or like my body is meeting the seat or yeah. whatever every time you come back to your body you're doing it perfect you're, it's a weird it's a weird feeling when that happens you can always you can like feel it you're like yeah oh i'm back yeah <laughs> i'm not thinking I know. about random whatever now i know yeah. it's so or or when we start futurizing and catastrophizing and then like the other day i was doing that i was like getting really ahead of myself thinking about the future yeah. and then i was literally like but my body is right here it's like, yeah, well, my body is sitting that. down in this chair like my my body is here this is now yeah. this is literally like my my body isn't in yeah. the future it's literally yeah, it's, here it's a weird one because everyone that's that's what you're promoted to think about the future mm-hmm. but like no one has any control over it yeah and it's definitely something that like i've kind of adopted over the past little while is like you can't prepare for the future because you mm-hmm. have no idea what's going to happen yeah like i've had i've had a few things that happened over the last couple of weeks where it just like completely switched yeah that I'm, totally. I'm kind of still working on things that i'm working on but in a totally different manner yeah um and i basically had to take all the preparation i've done for the past couple months and like contort it to fit into this new thing mm. and it was just it was just weird because i realized that yes it was i'm, I'm still benefiting from all that planning i did mm-hmm. but i was planning for something specific right but now it's something very far off that right. specific path so i had to basically for the amount of time that i was planning i now have to figure out how to take all that work i did for myself and right. change it to something else to fit this new role right and i was like interesting good learning experience yeah so now it's just kind of like okay well from now on i have to um prepare myself and plan and learn skills and all that but do it in like a general way right because you never know what's gonna happen so maybe it's better to set intentions not goals so like intentions i've been thinking about this a lot just intentions within like it's almost like intentions to do a certain thing that will help you do something that you don't know yet yeah just allowing it to be a bit broader yeah and we're taught to be like specific yeah Yeah. it's like can we just allow ourselves to maybe have an intention of how we want to feel in our work or how the types of people we want to work with or the types of projects we want to work on and we can be kind of specific with that but can we allow that to be a bit more broad so that we can just have space to play in and celebrate the changes we go through as freelancers or as humans like yeah you want to be able to go from thing to thing yeah yeah totally i think that's healthy yeah yeah extremely yeah i mean like i think we we talked about this in your podcast like it just would suck to do the same thing Mm -hmm. forever but some people want to, and we need, and we need all types. Yeah, and we, yeah we need those We people. won't do that, and but other people might, yeah. and that's not wrong. I thought about this after we talked about it on your podcast. Is like, all the crazy things that have happened have come from usually the people that do go specific. Mm-hmm. Like, like what if, what if like Einstein wanted to also be a guitar player? <laughs> like, there'd probably be a lot because like if he went fifty-fifty instead of going hundred percent towards science, yeah. If he went fifty-fifty science and guitar, he probably would have missed half the things that he did through science, right? right? So it's like you need the people that are broad, yeah, to act on what the specific people create mm-hmm. is kind of like the conclusion I came to because you need you need the people that work in companies and you need the people that are creative in a bunch of different aspects, but you also need those people that are striving to do one thing specifically. Totally. Like, well, like Kurt, our 
yeah. our friend Kurt. Yeah. He he thinks about rocks. Like you have to be specific. Like he <laughs> totally. he is someone that, that like when I view is like his life is rocks. He's a geologist. <laughs> he rock climbs. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know everything about Kurt, but yeah. like you, you need those people to be that specific. Because like me, yeah. I'm never going to learn enough about geology. I'm interested in it, but yeah. not enough to go so specific in it that I'll yeah. be able to make any impact. Yeah. Right. It's just like right. I like knowing totally that the rocks form in this way because it's cool. But yeah. like if something ever happens, if there's an earthquake, I don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like we need Kurt. We need yeah. Kurt to be specific. But totally. yeah. And there's all. And yeah, that's the thing. Like we need it's so cool when you can recognize how you are and then value other people just for how they are without having to compare yourself Mm. or without having without thinking you know like i i should be doing more of that or i should be focusing in more i should be more broad like we Mm -hmm. see we have so much messaging that tells us to be a certain way and i think it's just really cool when we can start to accept how we are as we are and like i often think back of I've been really thinking a lot about how I was as a kid Mm. and just kind of getting back to that, like kind of getting Mm. back to that really um, just innocent, self-accepting, curious child who just loved so many things and... I was so happy with myself as a five-year-old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you gotta. That's that's one of the things is like stay young, right? That's yeah. like a really popular quote or whatever. But I was I was listening to a different podcast and they were saying um, they were like two like middle-aged guys and they said they're like fifty-year-old, sixteen-year-olds, right? Because mm-hmm. they're just like they are still curious. They do what they want. They yeah. have fun all the time. Yeah, they're both super successful guys, but it just kind of shows that like to be that successful and put in that much work into something. And still have a good mindset and still mm. be happy. Like, you have to be that kid. You have to totally. be that explorative, curious, adventurous kid that just wants to learn new things. Yeah. Because the second you get stuck on that productivity, yeah. on that work ethic, yeah. it needs, like, a counterbalance. Yeah. And it, I feel like a lot of people just, they don't have that counterbalance because they don't want to be immature. They don't want... Totally. Being immature is awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, like, I still, like, not that I'm old at all, but, like, I still say that, like, I, I definitely think like a kid. Yeah. Because, like, like, I don't, and this sounds super mature, I don't like how adult, adults, quote unquote, think. Yeah. Right? Like, it's so, it's so based on you have to do this because someone told you to or because you have the responsibility to do so. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm going to do stuff because it's fun and I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not like, a, it's not like a, oh, I'm having fun in my 20s. It's like, I hope I live my whole life like this because totally. I want to make sure that I'm having fun in my whole life. Like, yeah. I don't want I don't want the 20s to be fun and the golden years to be fun. Yeah. It's like, I want everything to be fun. Yeah. I would rather live till I'm 40 and die at 41 and have an epic life full mm-hmm. of amazing experiences than have fun till I'm 26, take a break till I'm 65 and yeah. then have more fun. Yeah. Right? It's just... I think like epic experiences though too can be like we can enjoy so many moments of like having a cup of coffee in the morning or like walking your dog or like you know what I mean yeah like I there's experiences in everything yeah Yeah. and I think we've like romanticized the epicness of things yeah where it's also like maybe it's just epic to have a day in and relax and read a good book and like call a friend yeah that's why it was so hard for me to stop traveling yeah or like take a break from it because I was like oh I'm just like I'm wasting my life if I'm not right like surfing every day right and it's just it's not like I've I've 
I've been living here for since I got back. I think I got back in mid-May. I've literally barely left this place. Mm-hmm. I work on my laptop. Mm-hmm. I go on adventures with friends like yeah. maybe once a week. Yeah. And like I go into Nanaimo sometimes. But like I've had a ton of happiness and like yeah. a ton of fun just like doing stuff on the farm just yeah, like hanging out awesome. just listening to music i've yeah. been like trying to learn guitar i've been pl- like working on stuff with the horses i've been yeah, just like cool. hang out with the dogs yeah and it's like i've had as much fun if not more than when i was like surfing in bali every single day yeah and i'm alone so much yeah i'm always alone here yeah like i think you're probably the fourth or fifth person that's ever come over here yeah right and like i've loved it it's weird yeah. like there's been some days where i've looked at myself and i've kind of been like I should like probably go interact with people mm-hmm. like because I'm enjoying I'm enjoying myself my uh, my time alone way too much. But I've kind of that I think was that's a, great. It was it's amazing. And I, yeah. It's like a, it's like I should it's like a it's like a it's like I don't want to say it's a chore to go see people. Yeah, but it's like it's but it's not like I'm being a hermit. It's like I actually enjoy having so much free time to be creative and yeah. think whatever I want to think. Mm-hmm. That I am. It's not that I despise going and being around groups of people now mm-hmm. it's just like i enjoy the alone time so much yeah. that i'm totally fine not seeing people for like three days yeah i think that's and just awesome yeah whereas like a year ago no way yeah i was like no way in how i'd want to do that i'm like yeah. i need to see people every single day or yeah. i'm gonna hate myself yeah I, so it's like it's been this really weird transformation and i remember because i stayed i stayed um at this place for four four months before this is like at a different time about a year and a half ago maybe two years ago um and i didn't enjoy it at all like mm-hmm. i always was looking to like leave and i was just mm-hmm. like bored and i'm like mm-hmm. oh i don't want to be by myself this mm-hmm. is boring right so it's totally. been like it's it's been a cool way to see that like i've mentally changed a ton in mm-hmm. like that two-year span yeah yeah for sure i mean that i this place is also like insane yeah it's beautiful and yeah. i'm crazy lucky to be here but yeah um yeah, it's been it's been it's been cool to experience life for even a couple months just like completely alone with not much input. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I think that's I think we're very scared of ourselves a lot yes. of us and I think when you can um make like if when you can reframe being alone into solitude or like loneliness into yeah. solitude. Mm. And see the medicine in that and the healing in that. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I think we have to spend time alone. I feel like it's one of the best ways to learn how to work with other people is to make sure you can work with yourself first. Yeah, and know right? yourself. Yeah, this sounds like super like woo-woo and uh, learn to work with yourself. But I like it's, it's true. It's true though, yeah. right? Like it's, it's I'm all about kinda, the woo-woo. It's kind of, it's cliche. But like cliches are, for, are there for a reason, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really important to make sure that like you know how to not piss yourself off, mm-hmm. which is hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to figure that out. But then once you do figure that out, you learn how to not let other people piss yourself off. Mm-hmm. Piss yourself. Piss you piss off. Piss you off. That's yeah, hard, that's hard totally. To totally. Um, but yeah, yeah. So being alone for the past couple of months has been just like epic. That's awesome. I've loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. I think too, like yeah. you have to be alone before you are also in a relationship. Because yeah. if you're in a relationship and you <laughs> can't be alone, yeah, me too. I think yeah. everyone has for yeah. sure. But if you are in a relationship and like hate your alone time, yeah. what are you even like? You can't 
offer. That's your the whole like self. love yourself before you. Like, I know. I kind of hate that because it's like you it have is, to. Yeah, you just have to go cliche. through things yeah. to figure out how to love yourself. Like you have yeah. to go through the like bad relationships and breakups and yeah. jobs that you hate and like all that thing to like figure out that. Yeah. And I think it's always a work in progress. Yeah, I've never, I've never liked that either because I don't think that like. I don't think everything comes through being alone. No. Like, I and I think totally. that's a lot, a lot of things are projected. Um, definitely in like the mental health space or like, oh, you need to be able to um, be happy by yourself and content by yourself mm-hmm. and work by yourself mm-hmm. before you can work with others. It's that like, might take years. It might take years. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? You're going to be a hermit for four yeah. years until yeah. you're perfect like, no. and then not have social skills. Yeah, no, it's like totally. you, need, you need both. You need yeah. that balance. Yeah. And totally. again, like one helps the other and that yeah. one helps the other. Totally. So yeah, you definitely uh, you need to balance that out. And it'll be different for different people because some people yeah. who are really introverted maybe have a really tough time being around people and yeah. love their alone time or or the opposite right so it's yeah. like playing with like where you have that resistance and then just noticing it and kind of working with it yeah i think a better term than like self-love is maybe self-respect yeah like i'm doing this because i respect myself or yeah. i'm not gonna hang out with this person because i respect yeah, myself or <laughs> i'm breaking up with this guy because i respect myself yeah i think that's almost an easier way to put it because self-love it's like oh because i love myself yeah. it's like, well sometimes i really don't sometimes but yeah. i respect myself yeah so i'll make choices that are out of the respect yeah you know yeah definitely like figuring out again that's where alone time is really really helpful is like you figure out what you need to figure out what you respect mm-hmm. right because like a lot of people don't even know like they don't mm-hmm. they don't spend enough time alone to know what they're like without other people yeah without other input yeah and that's how you really find out who you genuinely are mm-hmm. right if you're always interacting with people you're always having even if it's positive input even if yeah. you're always having positive input yeah it's still not letting you be you because you're totally. always in reaction mode you're never in creation mode exactly. of just like doing whatever you genuinely want to do in that moment yeah and that's i think that's where the alone time has helped me the most for sure for sure yeah and then when you're alone you realize i've realized when i spent time alone who who am i thinking of like who are the people i like would yeah. love to like talk about my day with like yeah um you know share my experiences with and a lot of times it's just like a select few people who really inspire me and like yeah really like you really value your time yeah and value the people you surround yourself with like that's felt so important lately yeah oh it's everything being around inspiring creative people or people who are grounding or people who I just look up to you in some way, yeah. you know? Well, that's that's like another... I, I love quotes. I, 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 I love quotes, quotes yeah. too. I'm <laughs> well, all yeah. about the quotes. Yeah. Like my whole Instagram is quotes. It's all quotes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the ones that I love is like, show me your friend group and I'll show you your future. And Ooh, that, oh my right, God. That's a good Whoa. one. Yeah, and that's... That is good. Yeah, that was the one that I remember reading that. I don't know who said it. And I remember reading it that's and amazing. I was like... And I just thought, I'm like, yeah, I don't like that person. Like, yeah, that person's yeah. kind of shitty. Yeah. yeah. And it just like, it made me like run through the list of all the people I spend my time with. Yeah. And I just started like, tick them off. I'm yeah. like, I yeah. don't really need them. I don't You're really, allowed to do it's that. It's hard. It, it sucks. It is. Oh God, and I've I'm so bad at it. I've done that with people who are super, super close to me. Yeah. That I'm super close to them as well, and it's just it's 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 weird because you kind of like it's kind of like it's not you, it's me, but it is kind of you. It's like I'm doing this for me, yeah. but like it's because you you're, gotta go. Yeah, and it's not always that. Like one thing I've noticed is like it's not always that they're an asshole. Like I've mm-hmm. had people that I've kind of just like pushed away. It's not that like 
I don't like you as a person. It's yeah. like you just don't really bring anything to me that I exactly. want. It's just like every time I'm with you, I just kind of feel like I'm wasting time because yes. we talk about totally. gossip or bullshit yes. or like totally. just like random everything. And then when it's you're done like, that conversation, you're like, yeah. I'm like, what did I, I didn't gain anything from that. Oh my God, completely. Right? Yeah. There's a few friends I have where after I hang out with them, I literally feel like I've had like five cups of coffees and I'm ready to just like take on the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You or they're the people who just are like comforting and nurturing and like that's amazing too. But yeah. I think, yeah, being able to, because your friends are a reflection of you and yeah. about where you're at too, right? Mm-hmm. So I think friendships are meant to evolve and grow and you're not, you know, I have like friends, like really old friends who will always be such a big part of my life. Like, yeah. Who are like family, you mm-hmm. know, like sisters. But like newer people coming in, it's like how how can they um, mirror what I want or yeah. where I'm wanting to be, where I'm wanting to go or how I'm wanting to become and create myself. Yeah. Another quote, nobody knows how to surround themselves with the, with good people, but you do know how to not surround yourself with shitty people. Ooh. So yeah. you just got to test the waters. Yeah, right? totally. Like you just got to meet people and like you just kind of evaluate, obviously don't judge people, yeah. but you got to kind of evaluate, yeah. right? You do kind of have to judge people and see who they really are. Yeah. And if you don't like who they are, then don't hang out with them. Totally. But you kind of have to like, you have to sift through the shitty people yeah. to find the good people. There's no, there's no like good people club that you can go to and yeah. find all your best friends, right? Yeah. You're always going to have to kind of like make your way through totally yeah. and listen to your body like when you're around some people you'll notice your nervous systems like you're on different high alert you're different yeah. i've noticed i'm extremely susceptible to that like yeah. just to the point that like i've known people for years and i don't think they know who i am at all yeah. because for some reason when i'm around them i just like i just tense up i'm like yeah. i'm not me i don't know what to say yeah. it's almost like I don't know. I've thought about it for a long time because I do definitely have like some social anxiety, definitely in like most groups. People, yeah. Most like everyone does in mm-hmm. some way. But I've like, I remember when I first kind of realized I did that. Like, there's definitely people that if I don't even know them, I'll step into a room with them and I'll just have like a killer conversation with them yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. But then there's people that like I don't know what my personality is. I like forget. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, like they'll say something and I'll like stutter and I'll be like, I don't, I don't know how to reply to that. Yeah. And then someone who I'm comfortable with will say the exact same thing. and I'll just like blurb out whatever I instantly think. Totally. And it's, it's weird. It's like you have the, I'm, I'm not super woo woo, but like, it's like you kind of like, you feel the vibe of that person Mm -hmm. and it's like, you, you're almost like scared I don't want to say you're scared to be judged by people you're not comfortable around, mm-hmm. but you're scared or forget how to be yourself, Yeah, which is weird. And I think when you I don't know are how to around... fix it. Yeah. I think I just have telltale. I don't know if there's, a way, to, there's like, a way to fix it. You just don't be around people that you yeah. don't feel comfortable around. Or yeah. maybe not even comfortable, but like if you are around someone and you don't really like yourself yeah. when you're around them, I think that's telling to either... Yeah. And you don't have to like cut people off cold turkey necessarily, but just minimizing the effort that yeah, you put in that, or like the energy yeah. the that's what I was saying about like they yeah. don't have to be shitty people to totally. not be in your life right totally. it's just like if totally. they make you feel weird don't hang out with them yeah, yeah. and some people yeah. come in and out like some I've had some friends who I'm like super close with for a couple months and then like maybe we get busy or something happens we don't see each other for a while and then we come back together at the right time like yeah. it's all gonna breathe and yeah. flow like that too. yeah I have yeah. friends I, like some of my best friends that I consider my best friends I won't talk to them for like six months same They're, like my friends from high school back yeah. in Alberta and Same. I'll like 
but it's it's that friendship that like you don't have to do any maintenance yeah. and then you can talk to them and it's yeah. like you've hung out for two Those weeks. Those are the best. It's the best. It's like I the best love, kind of friendship. Oh. Obviously you want the people who yeah. are in your life constantly totally. as well, but like you it's need It's not realistic that. for where our lives are now though. No, it's not realistic at all. Yeah. And but that's again, that's the best kind of thing that like you even though you might not have somebody in your life like indefinitely at this moment, yeah. you have someone that you can reach out to and talk to about yeah. whatever, yeah. even though you don't know anything about them over the past six yeah. months. Totally. But that's almost like it's almost more fun because then every time you hang out you're like have so much to share and Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think that's healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I actually did want to like ask you mm-hmm. that I'm very curious about is like being a writer. Mm-hmm in a time that everyone writes Mm -hmm. like everyone Mm -hmm. like people like you make a blog website and you're a journalist yeah so like (laughs) like like how do you and like i'm guilty for that too because like i write all the time you're a great writer oh thank you yeah but like i i don't consider myself a journalist or a writer but i love writing yeah so like i think how do you how do you like just yeah like separate yourself from like i have a blog and i'm like legitimately a writer right um I think if you write for your work, you're a writer. I think if okay, you... Okay, see if that mentality... Like, yeah, anyone can be a I, writer. I think so. Yeah, Like, okay. I don't want to put myself on a pedestal like, I'm a writer. Yeah, like, but, like, I just mean, like... No, I you, get it. Because, like, you write for a job. Totally. Like, it, like not many people totally. actually... Like, because there's... The thing with bloggers is, like, you get... A lot of them get paid, but they get paid through like advertisements. Totally. Not many people get paid to write for companies. Yeah, right? like that's a different type of writing. Yeah, and I, I think writing makes me go more and more old school with it too. Like yeah. I, even um, when I started like actually offering it as a service or like mm. using it for work, I like started an Instagram page and stuff, and I was starting to get caught up in like the photos and stuff. Yeah, and and I have to continually know, remind. Me about it. Yeah, I have to continue to remind <laughs> yeah. myself myself like that's wait that's not what I am. Like yeah. I I'm I'm the words. Yeah. So I don't know. I've been writing since I was so little. Like I wrote my first book when I was like nine. <laughs> It's you wrote a book when you were nine? So cute. What was it about? <laughs> it's about it's about a girl and her horse. And, nice. and the Were you the girl and your ho- and the no, horse? No, her oh. name is Claire. Oh, okay. Claire Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about the adventures with her horse. It's so cute. Um, but like I've been writing my whole life. Yeah. Like I've always It's just how you express it. yourself. It's just how I express myself, yeah. but it's also just how I connect. Like it's how I just love it. Like, if yeah. I have to, even if I'm having a hard time thinking about what to say to someone, I'll, like, write it first to, like, clear my mind, mm, and then I'll be yeah. like, okay, this is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's just how I communicate. That's, mm-hmm. like, my number. It's, yeah, I think it's, for me, it's communication, and it's com- communication of, I'll sit down to write, and, like, if it's for my own stuff, and I'm just writing, and I yeah. don't even know what I'm typing, mm-hmm. and then I read it, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's how I feel. It's yeah. a way for yeah. me to like decipher yeah. what I'm feeling and I don't care. Like anyone could write, anyone could call themselves a writer, like whatever, that's yeah. totally fine. Um, I, yeah, I think it's just my, it's my craft, I would say. Mm. It's something, it's like the one thing in my life that's always stayed consistent yeah. is that I, I've always loved to write and mm. I've always felt that that's where my power is. Like that's where my intellect yeah. is, that's where... You I think communication, properly. my communication yeah. in general, like I love speaking and I love writing and both come out very differently, yeah. but I get in a flow state with both. 
Yeah. So it's like finding that like craft and I have so many different hobbies and things I'm interested in, but that is my like consistent, um, that feels like my power. Well, it's a cool one because you can take, you can take that passion into any hobby. Totally. You can write about anything. Totally. And that's, that's so cool because yeah. a lot of, a lot of passions aren't like that. A lot of passions, yeah. are, like if you're passionate about hockey, yeah. it's like good luck unless you're not, <laughs> unless you're playing hockey, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's cool that you have something that you can take from thing to thing to thing. Yeah. And I think like for me, writing isn't something I see as like separate. Yeah. It's like I, my writing is about my life and my human experience. Mm. And I'm, I'm equally as passionate about holistic health and personal development as I am about writing, but writing is like part of that kind of like fuels the yeah it's yeah. like i write about that like that's my topic yeah. the topics i write about are my life and what i'm going through and i want to humanize and normalize emotions yeah and the weirdness of life and yeah. the joys and like all the amazingness but being able to write about it and normalize and humanize it and have it something where people can read it and see themselves in my experience or see yeah. themselves in me is just being relatable the work yeah, yeah people, exactly things that people can resonate with yeah, yeah and just make people feel like a human like i don't ever want to write in a way that it's like you know like i'm writing to like look down on people yeah. or like look at me this is what i'm doing this is my life it's like yeah. no i want to write about like kind of like the nitty-gritty like weirdness of what we go through as yeah. human beings or like what i'm going through or whatever it's like philosophy kind of Kind of, kind yeah. Of, like I think a, it's always going to evolve, though. Like, yeah. ask me this in two years. Maybe I'll be writing about yeah. plants. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely something that's weird that, like, the creativity evolves with whatever you're passionate yeah. about at the time. Yeah, and yeah. it's the backbone. So for you, like, your backbone for creativity, I'm assuming, is through um, visuals, right? Mm, it's, through... it's not, though. No? No. I'll, I think in words and writing before I do anything. Yeah, I have so much writing. Yeah. I just don't share right. a lot of it. Just because, right. like, I usually write for myself. But, like, I yeah. don't... Um, I can't... It's weird with photography and video. Because I can't... Video more than photography. Uh, video, I can visualize before I do it. I yeah. can think of, like, what it's going to look like. Photography, I have no idea. Like, right. I like I don't go into a shoot going, like, I'm going to make this photo. Because right, right, I have right. it in my mind. I'm yeah. like... I, like, look through the, through the viewfinder. I'm like that looks good yeah. <laughs> right so yeah, it's like totally. but so but I'm more like you in the fact that I everything comes out in words and mm -hmm. I love listening to philosophy like yeah, I'll listen to Alan Watts for six hours like yeah. and it's just it's not yeah. that I'm like sitting staring at my computer yeah. going like I love Alan Watts I have a good it's just book like to lend you by him lots the of wisdom I mean, a lot of reading. the wisdom of insecurity that sounds and interesting. The War of Art, all in your okay. I, I want the back, do. but they're yeah, I want the back. But yeah, yeah, no, I definitely think that's why I've always been so fascinated with podcasting. Yeah, that's why I'm stoked for you. You're like a natural. I, you're gonna write a book one day, and your podcast is gonna be famous. I've and I'll be the I'm gonna psychic. Hold you that <laughs> I'm gonna hold you accountable to that one. Um, yeah, I just like I've I've tried to write, write um I've tried to write books multiple times. And I just get like distracted because I'm like, oh, maybe I should wait. Yeah, it's like I'm always because I always like writing. I like writing books about kind of what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Not, I don't like writing books. I like writing things that could turn yeah, into a book. Totally. Um, about kind of experiences that people could relate with. That yeah, like exactly. I've gone through this. It's like if you've gone through it, 
too sweet yeah. like reach out You're to me human. yeah it's like it's almost like everything i do i want to kind of like establish a conversation about it totally. with one person yeah like i love talking like like that's why i love podcasts it's like Same. as soon as there's four other people i don't know what to say yeah i'm like i don't know who to talk to like who because yeah. like i i change how like my tone i change how i talk mm-hmm. and like what i'm going to say depending on like who the who is in front of me and not in a way of like insecurity that they're going to judge me because of who they are right. it's just like i kind of do the mirror thing where it's yeah. like i'm not gonna if someone comes in here and they're super quiet i'm not gonna like yell at them be like hey how are you doing today like right. tell me about your life it's like it's it's different depending on the person and when i write and when i make videos i feel like that's my way of doing how i would talk when there's no one in front of me right right it's kind of like that's kind of the um that's kind of the combination of them because i never when i first started doing photography and video never cared about visuals it was always about the message right like i always based everything off like something i wanted to say with the photo right. it was never like i want to take a photo to show something pretty yeah yeah, like, yeah. it wasn't it so was you're a writer kind of kind of like, yeah and like it's okay to just own it like i think people are so scared to like for example i have a camera yeah. A, I would never call myself a photographer. I'm not very good. So like that's <laughs> but maybe. That's, but let's say I I was like dedicated. Yeah. You could camera. be good. You could be good. I could you call myself a photographer. Yeah. But like absolutely. But it's like that insecurity of being like, oh, but like if I don't call myself this, then there's no pressure. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you are a writer. I I guess I would say that I write. Okay. I don't know if I would say I'm a writer. Just like, cause personally, like yeah. personally, like, cause I remember when I was, when I first got into photography, I'm like, I'm like, so at what, like, at what shutter click can I call myself a photographer? Right. Is it the 10,000th shutter click? Yeah. Is that when I'm a photographer or mm-hmm. is it when I get my 10th paid job or is it my first paid job? Right. But it's right. like, it's like that across the board for everything, right? Totally. It's kind of like, at what point are you this? Yeah. Definitely now when photography is like, if you have an iPhone, you're a photographer. Totally. Right. And yeah. it's. It's same thing with writing. It's yeah. like if you can have a blog, you're totally, a writer. Totally. That's kind of why I was asking like yeah. the writing perspective of yeah. it. But yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely feel that way too. Um, how you were saying like if you're a writer, you're a writer. Same yeah. thing with photography. Like if you yeah. want to be a photographer, get a camera or your phone and be a photographer. Totally. Um, but it's just like the difference is kind of like how much actual effort you put into it, whether it's a hobby or you want it to be something that you actually pursue. For sure. Um, For sure. But yeah, no, everything. I remember like when I, when I bought a camera, I was like, I didn't give a shit about how anything looked. I was like, Mm -hmm. I just want to take photos of something that like actually says something through the photo or the video. I'm yeah. so intimidated by my camera. I'm selling it's scary. it. <laughs> it's scary. Except no one wants Cameras, to buy it. So I, might... I still don't know how to use all my camera. I've had it for three, yeah. like almost three years. I think I it's, just see so many beautiful photos that when a... I see mine, I'm like, oh God, yeah. these are awful. <laughs> or I have to like edit the well, shit out of It's the of same them. thing as like, it's the same thing as anything though. Like if you're going to be a sprinter and then you go up against Usain Bolt on your first, like yeah. it's like you have yeah. to work towards it and it takes a long time. And like, it, but it is one of those things that like some people just pick up a camera and are good. Yeah. They're just like, they have yeah. the eye for it and totally. they get good at it really quick. But it's like anything you need to try to actually learn about it. I and think it's, I... It's, it's cool because it's yeah. something you can you can visually compare over time. Mm-hmm. Like I can look at the very first photo I took and go, wow, I'm way better than yeah, it used to be. that's awesome. Yeah. I think I just 
don't even know what I want to take photos of. <laughs> yeah. I'm so intimidated yeah. by my Me camera. neither, though. It's almost like, I feel like there's, um, again, this is something I talked about with you before. It's like, I don't like taking photos. It's like, I like taking photos of something to I care about. To tell a story. About. Right, yeah. So, like, yeah. unless you're, there are those people That's that just true. love taking photos. Yeah. Like, I have friends like that who just take their camera everywhere yeah because they just want to capture everything and yeah. they love like the story of kind of life right but like most photographers and the photographers that have inspired me the most are like national geographic photographers like something they usually say is like usually the concept is like 90 percent research and writing and 10 percent taking photos right because like you're not trying to take a totally. pretty photo you're trying to take a pretty photo that communicates a message right so there's like all that that's work so true it. i didn't think yeah. of it that way okay that actually is reframed so if, like for you yeah for as a writer yeah like you have how a, do i use my camera so like it's... when you let's say you're writing about i don't know like uh being alone yeah talk about being alone being yeah. like how that's beneficial or how it's negative or whatever you're going to write about write everything do all your research right. and then when you get a visual in your head you'll be like that's what i'm gonna take a photo of okay so I it's not like okay i, I like that because people think about like it backwards yeah. people always because that's what i was talking what was yeah. i was uh, explaining to you when you were ta- asking me about photos it's yeah. like if you don't have a reason to take your photo or yeah. to take a photo don't yeah. take a photo yeah right like it's it's something that like definitely now we're a beautiful photo is just a drop in the ocean because yeah. there's so many incredible photographers out there. Yeah. Um, and then there's so many incredible right. photographers that aren't even known yet. Yeah. So it's like, unless you have the concept that you want to share, like, why are you taking a photo? Okay, you've literally convinced me to keep my camera. <laughs> yes. And I'm just going to do Success. a bunch of... <laughs> I'm going to do a bunch of writing and then just get an, a visual from my writing and take that picture. Who cares if it's on auto even? Yeah, like, no. I want to shoot of, on auto. Some of the most like known, profound, whatever you want to call them, photographers. You look at their photos and you're like, yeah, they're like, they're like, all right. Yeah. But it's not that. It's kind of in a way like modern art. Yeah. Because like, there's a lot of modern art. They're like, I could have done that in grade two. Yeah. Right. But it's like, it's yeah. that's not the point. And that's some, story. Yeah, it's like there's that like that person was thinking of some probably extremely complex subject and this right. is how it was presented. And like that's kind of how you have to look at photos, I think. And that's right. for me, for me, because this is when I was trying to figure out the difference between like when you're a photographer, when you're not. Yeah. Personally, my definition of photographer is someone who uses a camera to portray a message. Yeah. I think if you're someone who uses a camera to display beauty you're an artist got it that's like my that's my difference okay, and then like same that. yeah same yeah. thing with um like you know how you see photos that are like just changed like they're photoshopped yeah. to, like to me that's uh that's Art. a um digital designer right you're not a photographer it's not that right. it's a bad thing it's just yeah. like i think a photo is something that is a photo of a real life thing that makes a message yeah and it can be simple yeah, and it's like people can have other definitions. So that's yeah. how I think about it in my head. Yeah. So it's like if you take a photo that says something, mm-hmm. you're a photographer. Yeah. It can be a photo of a butterfly. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? And that's okay, that's I where I love that. That's where you can kind of like say, yeah, I'm a photographer because I'm always trying to communicate something. Right. You don't have to be good. Just right. like actually try to do something with yeah. your photos. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And keeping my camera. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> and she had to peace out pretty quick. So that was Riley Webster. Thanks a lot for coming on the podcast. She actually inspired me to do this podcast because I was on a, her podcast like a week ago. 
and it was really, really fun and it went really well. So I decided to actually finally start my own because I've had a mic and the idea for it for like half a year to a year now. So, you know, kicking it off. Uh, you can find her on Instagram at by Riley Webster. That's B-Y, by, and then Riley, R-I-L-E-Y, and Webster, W-E-B-S-T-E-R. And you can find her podcast through a link on her Instagram page. So, yeah, thanks for listening if you did, and hope to see you next time. I don't know who I'm going to talk to next, but I'll figure it out soon enough. Yeah, yeah, peace out.